Welcome to the Winning Family Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage. This is a podcast designed to help you build winning relationships in your marriage and with your kids. I'm super excited to have Rodney and Michelle Gage sitting beside me in my mouth. It's still not working. We're just talking off mic how we can fumble. Maybe kind of like marriage, right? We fumble a few times, but then we get back up and we start winning again. So guys, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Honored, excited. Yeah, thanks for being the hostess with the most is here and helping be a part of such a great resource for families, for parents, couples, and yeah, we're excited. Today's going to be a good topic. Absolutely. So let me tell you guys what we're going to discuss. We're going to break down how to determine what is most important as a family. This is a tall order because you have said that if you can reduce the activities surrounding your family to five things... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what would those five things be? And, and that sounds impossible, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm tracking you. And I, this is going to be a great discussion. So uh, share with us how we can prioritize what is most important and ident- identify our top five. Yeah, it's like my dad used to say. He said, yeah, I'm still working on that book on humility and how I obtained it. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, how do you squeeze your life down to six areas or five areas or three areas, you know, it's like with so much going on in our world, Mm -hmm. it's like there is a plethora of things that, you know, we could pursue, we could chase after, we could prioritize, you know, we could build our lives upon. But if you could reduce your life down to five things or specifically your family around five specific what do you want to call it, priorities or values or, you know, call it, you know, kind of like your, like your family, you know, mantra, if you will, around these five things, what would that be? You know, it was, um, I think it was a Jim Rohn many, many years ago, he kind of coined the phrase, you know, you are the average of your five closest friends. And so there's been a lot of things about the power of, you know, power of five, you know, the power of, you know, five people or friendships or relationships. And then you also have the principle of five where, you know, it's like you break down, you know, your, your habits, if you will, kind of a daily pattern or habit that you instill into your everyday Mm -hmm. life to, you know, in order to achieve success or reach your goals. So it's kind of like that. It's like what what would what if if possible how can you reduce your life down to five things? And so I just thought it would be kind of fun to kind of unpack that a little bit and it's not that these are perfect by any means, but I think it might help mm-hmm. some couples or help some families today in light of everything else they got going on, which is probably more than five things. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> How could they potentially reduce it down a little bit yeah. and get closer to where they would desire to be, you know, especially when it comes to things that might reflect what is most important mm-hmm. to them? So, you know, I think, you know, that's a challenge for anybody. Mm-hmm. But I think there's always that discrepancy of what we say is important. Yeah. And then what do our actions or what do our calendars, what do our bank accounts actually reflect? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's usually a gap somewhere mm-hmm. in between. And so I think there's some some principles that I think will be helpful. So you want to dive in? Yeah, let's do it. And I'm going to build this off of a verse of scripture that I had run across years ago. I'd never really, um, man, alive. I, I guess I'd never really um, heard anybody talk about this, but it 
It's in Jeremiah 6, verse 16, and it says, This is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Mm -hmm. So think about your life. Think about everything you got going on. Think about all the crossroads, the decisions that need to be made. You can go this direction, that direction. You know, think about the complexity of your life. So stop at the crossroads, look around, and then here's what it says. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you will find rest for your souls. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, what a profound word because when you think about, again, the complexity of life and all of the options that we have, everybody's looking for the fastest, easiest you know, shortcut to, to accomplish you know, whatever. But sometimes the easy way may not be the best way or even the right way. Sometimes um, the shortcut isn't always necessarily going to give you the long-term payoff. Mm -hmm. you know. So there's pros and cons to everything, but there are some proven principles. That's the old way. It's not old in the sense that it's irrelevant or obsolete. Right, right. It's old in the fact that there are just some things, which is when it comes to the Bible, mm -hmm. when it comes to God's plans and purposes, mm -hmm. God's ways and his plans and purposes are the best ways. Mm -hmm. My personal opinion, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> his ways are the best ways because he's God. We're not, right, you know, right, he's right. all knowing. Right. He sees everything. Mm -hmm. He, so if you need wisdom, he's the one to go to. You know, if you need direction, God's the one to go mm -hmm. to. Um, so with that said, he's the one that can navigate our lives for ultimately what is going to be best for our lives. And so the question is, are we willing to adjust and make some, some changes that allows us to reduce the activity of our life down to potentially just five things? Mm -hmm. so I think it's super important before you jump into yeah. it that you don't skip over stop, yes. <laughs> you know, where it says stop <laughs> because you do have to stop. You know, we can't just keep going and going and going. We have to stop and think, you know, mm -hmm. about it. Take, take a, a, a morning and just spend yes. a little time um, to th stop and think about what's most important to you. And as you walk through these things, I think it will be really, really helpful. But it's important that you take a retreat, you take a stop. Mm -hmm. Even as we come up to a new year, let's stop for mm -hmm. a minute yeah. between Christmas and the new year. Right. Why don't we take a stop yeah. and, and look at what we, is proving to be most important in our life and what should be most important in our life? Yeah, I think that's a great suggestion because, again, if we're not intentional with that, mm -hmm. you know, we'll have good intentions, but again, something else will take precedence. Right. And so whether it's a, you know, a weekly date night or a monthly review, or maybe it's having a family powwow, you know, maybe mm -hmm. carving out a Sunday night where you sit down as a family, you review the things mm -hmm. that's going on in everybody's world, but also review the things that you say is most important. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's taking that, you know, quarterly retreat, an annual retreat. So again, we have to build those things into you know, our world so that we can make sure that we're staying on the mm -hmm. right path mm -hmm. that God has for us. So I think it, it stands without reason to say the first thing, if you could reduce your world down to five areas, first is your, is your faith. You know, that's yes. foundational. So that's making sure that your relationship with God mm -hmm. um, is what it could be and should be, and you're prioritizing your growth in that area where you are continuously growing and developing in your spiritual walk and maturity. 
um, in your relationship with the Lord. And so at the end of the day, we're as close to God as we choose to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a choice mm-hmm. that we make. Mm-hmm. God doesn't force himself on us. That's right. That's right. So, but it, it is a relationship. Yes. And you get out of a relationship what you put into a relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's just prioritizing that as he is going to be first in my life. Mm-hmm. He's going to be first in my marriage. He's going to be first in my marriage. Excuse me, first in my family. He's going to be first in everything I do. And if he truly is first, then I'm not going to allow anything or anybody mm-hmm. to compete with that or come between that. And so it's, you know, I, I think that's just an area where a lot of us, we compartmentalize God mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. say, oh, well, that's what I do at Christmas and mm-hmm. Easter. Yeah. Or that's what I do on Sundays. Right. You know, I go right. do my church thing, you know, for a couple hours and then I, you know, I move on with my life and my mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. No, it's God doesn't want a slice of your week, mm-hmm. you know, or two hours mm-hmm. of you. He wants your life. Yes. You know, he wants your full undivided focused mm-hmm. attention and to full devotion. Mm-hmm. And that's easier said than done, but he wants our heart. Yeah. More than anything, he wants our hearts. Mm-hmm. So faith would be number one. Number two would be your relationships. So, you know, nothing else is more important uh, outside of our relationship with the Lord and our relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my marriage, my relationship with our children, you know, friendships that matter, that are life-giving mm-hmm. You know, those are the intangibles, um, but at the same time, they're the, they're the eternal uh, relationships. Those are the things that are really going to last forever, right. and it's so, so vitally important. Um, number three would be your values. So your faith, your relationships, and your values. So think about the things we've done a pad- podcast before about, you know, what is most important and how you identify your values. In fact, we even have a worksheet on our website. If you want to go to our website, we have a, a free worksheet. It's a values worksheet. If you've never taken the time to actually identify your core values. Mm-hmm. Um, Thewinningfamily.com. Yeah, you just go <laughs> to thewinningfamily.com, and yes. it's a great exercise to go through. Kind of People g- love that mm-hmm. sheet. Yeah, walks alongside what you just mentioned a few moments ago about just stopping, you know, having a conversation, reflecting on the things that do matter. But what family powwow? Yeah, family powwows are are always good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, those are things that I think if we can identify what those values are, those values become the the cornerstone of our lives and the values is what we are building everything on and we're making decisions through Mm -hmm. because the values will ultimately guide us in the old Mm -hmm. way that, you know, that Jeremiah was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. It's, it's those ways that are in alignment with God's ways for Mm -hmm. our lives. Mm -hmm. So, so long as our values are in alignment with God's values, it's amazing the clarity that gives us. And it gives us something to pass on to our children as well. And and haven't you found, as pastors, you guys have dealt with thousands and thousands of people whose marriages were on the brink. They've reached out to you for help. And as marriage mentors, right, they Mm -hmm. they reach out to you. And I'm sure you've seen how the, the folks that they come up with their own value system rather than relying on the value system that is in the word of God, those are the marriages that are maybe not so satisfying 
and on the brink of destruction, right? Folks mm -hmm. that come up with their own values based on their own opinions rather than pulling those value systems from God's word, mm -hmm. right? right? Would you say those are the marriages that are the most successful? 100%. Where yeah. the values are coming from? Yeah. A I godly mean, perspective? Yes, because, again, the challenge with our world and culture today, everything's built around ourselves yeah. or our feelings, uh, you know, what we're feeling in the moment or the emotion of the state of our emotions. Or, and so here we are basing major decisions on how we feel mm -hmm. or we're basing major decisions on current circumstances. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, well, circumstances come, circumstances go, feelings come, feelings go. Mm -hmm. Who wants to live this roller coaster, you know, up one day, down the next, on one day, off the next? You know, that's just, that's miserable. It is. And yet, if we're making marriage decisions on that, if we're making, you know, long-term decisions on short-term feelings and emotions, that's a dangerous, it vulnerable is. place to be. Mm -hmm. And yet, that's... That's the world and the culture in which we live because it's like, well, hey, if you're not happy, you know, well, hey, go do, go do something else or go find somebody else that's going to make you happy. Hey, if you don't like this, well, you know, well, go do whatever that, you know, pleases, you know, that you find, you know, you, you be true to you. You be your, you know, there's so many <laughs> slogans and sayings out there today that, you know, it may all sound okay or innocent, but does it really have a firm foundation? You know, is it really rooted in something that stands the test of time? Right. And that only, God's word, the Bible, is the only thing that stands the test of time. Mm -hmm. Scripture says, like the, like the grass withers and the flowers fade, but his word stands forever. Mm -hmm. So things come, things go, good times are here and <laughs> gone the next, but it's those unchanging eternal values mm -hmm that we're building our lives upon. And what I mean by that, things such as honesty, mm -hmm. things such as um, honor, things like truthfulness, um, you know, just whatever those type of values that are um, really eternal mm -hmm. and that's going to move us toward good mm -hmm. and godly ways, well, then that's ultimately how we should filter everything through based on those values. And so when we are making decisions around those, that's what's going to set us up for not only success, but also I think it's going to give us greater stability in our lives, mentally, emotionally, relationally, financially, because we're making decisions based on values rather than temporary emotions. Right, right. So good. So you've got faith, relationships, values. What's next? Yeah, and then the fourth would be, and this is something that's always a little um, odd to people when they hear me say this, but think about reducing your life down to your calling. Mm. I think a lot of people don't realize that we've all, and, and let me just say it this way, if, if you call yourself a Christian, if you claim to know the Lord as your Savior, well, guess what? You have the call of God on your life. And what I mean by that is not necessarily... The fact that you're going to, you know, go be, become a missionary in Zimbabwe or China. Oh, or, you might. Yeah, you might. <laughs> but, you know, but a lot of people, that's where their mind races mm -hmm, to, right. you know, oh, gosh, now I got to go get a, you know, a seminary degree or I got to, 
you know, teach Sunday school at the church or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not necessarily equating to calling per se, because we're all called as sons and daughters mm-hmm. of the king yeah. of kings and the Lord of lords. And you know what? We're called to be a godly mom. We're called mm-hmm. to be a godly dad, mm-hmm. a godly husband, a godly wife. We're called to be light in the midst of darkness. Right. So we're called. So whether you're a dentist, whether you know you are a computer programmer, an accountant, you know, uh, <laughs> you're a construction uh, worker, home builder, whatever your vocation is, that's your vocation. Mm-hmm. That's your career. But you're called to be a follower of Christ and you're called to be an ambassador mm-hmm no matter where you are in the workplace, no matter what your career path, profession may be, but let your calling begin in your home. So I just believe your highest and greatest calling in life is to your, to your spouse, to your children, and then to your workplace and your spheres of influence. Mm-hmm. So think about it more as that place of influence mm-hmm. where we can live out and walk out our calling each and every day. Mm-hmm. I like to say it this way, your career is what you get paid for, but your ministry is what you're made for. Yeah. And so we all have a ministry and some of us have marketplace ministries. Some of us may have ministry in the, in the sphere of, you know, arts or entertainment or, you know, athletics or whatever, but let that be the place where you can live out the call of God on your life to be light, Mm -hmm. to be salt, um, and to honor the Lord in areas of your life that he's called you mm-hmm. to fulfill. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think that's something that a lot of people, again, they compartmentalize their lives and say, oh, well, that's what I do over here. Right. But it doesn't translate or transfer over here into their everyday life. Mm-hmm. No, it's all one and the same. Right. Right. So we I have, think also as we're raising our children that that's really important calling. Um because I do believe, although you're you're making it very general, I do think that each one of us individually does have a, a specific calling. You know, God has called us for such a time as this, mm-hmm. as uh, he called Esther. Each one of us have a certain platform and a calling on our life and a, a certain area of influence that you're speaking of. But I also want to just say, just as a side note, as we're raising our children, as we're raising those teenage mm. children, helping them to really hone in and understand that, you know, these these five things that you're talking about, but specifically about calling, when they're looking for a lifelong mate, mm. uh, calling is really, really important that you mm-hmm. kind of know what direction you're going in life. And as you're going in that direction and as God is developing you through those formative years and you're realizing what you're calling, whether it's a career path or it's a ministry calling, whatever those things might be, are you looking for someone that's coming along that same kind of calling, right. mm-hmm. that same path yes. for for their life as well? That's something that a mentor of mine spoke over my life when I was probably about 16 years old. And he said, "What ki- this is the calling. I had told him you know, what I really felt called to do with my life, which I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, well, then you should not date anybody that's not on that same path. That's right. I'm like, 
oh my gosh, yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah. And in fact, I don't know anybody that's on mm. the same path that I'm on. Wow. And I determined in my mind, you know, I dated along the way still, but I determined that I really wasn't going to get into a relationship with someone that was mm-hmm. didn't have that similar yeah. path and calling on my life. And I'm so thankful for that because that, that is when mm-hmm. I, um, God brought Rodney along into my life when um, after my sophomore year of college. So that was several years between that moment. But I think that's important as a family. If you're in, if you have children that age, mm-hmm. or just maybe even start talking about it if they're Absolutely. younger, that yeah. we all kind of have a, a specific right. call on our life. Sure. As a family, have a, we have a calling. Yes. We have yeah. a place that God's placed us, you know, and mm-hmm. a pr- for a purpose. The yes. neighbors we have, the people we're around, it's all for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And helping our kids understand that is really important. It is. There's a verse of scripture I love. It's in Amos 3, verse 3. It says, how can two people walk together unless they agree in the mm-hmm. same direction? Mm-hmm. Right. And when you think about that for a moment, um, if we have different agendas or different ambitions, we have different value systems, it can be very, very difficult, especially in a marriage relationship, um, because you're not necessarily in alignment. And so you're going to be at odds with each other. You're going to be like pulling against Mm -hmm. each other rather than working Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. in alignment with unity. And that's the reason why that calling is so important mm-hmm. because that gives us that sense of alignment and unity moving in the same direction yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. where we're honoring and we're fulfilling that calling that's mm-hmm. unique to us, mm-hmm. but we're doing that together, especially in a, in a marriage relationship. But I think the calling aspect is something that um, over time we can all begin to um, live out in wherever God places mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And I just see a lot of people, for whatever reason, again, they compartmentalize their faith over here. And I want them to see that, you know, if you could reduce your life down to five areas, what if the calling that he's placed on your life, no matter what vocation it is, but it's a calling on your life where you see yourself as a as an agent of change. Yeah. And you're able to truly be salt and light yes. to make a greater yes. impact on people's lives. Yes. So important to teach our children. Oh, yeah. it is. And, and, you know, you guys are coming from a perspective of being in full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we have listeners thinking, well, that's really easy for pastors mm-hmm. to do. But for folks that have a job out there, could we say in the secular mm-hmm. arena, um, that that are maybe doing that compartmentalizing, right? How could we explain to them this idea of, when I think about that, I think of, man, I just want to eat, sleep, and breathe God. I mean, from the moment I wake up, I just want to be consumed with his perspective, with his thoughts, with an awareness of who he is. And I take that throughout every part of my day. Mm -hmm. So it's not like there's ever a part of my day that is separate from God, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, he's with me everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. He's watching over me everywhere Mm -hmm. I go. I know he's favoring me because I invite him in and I've got his, his hand upon me. So that calling, some folks might be thinking, well, that's, that's just something that full-time pastors have or, or yeah. You know where I'm going with oh, that. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just to put it very, very practic- practically in, in a, in a um, 
a very hopefully a simple way. So put it put it into secular mainstream terminology, if you will. So if you live in a corporate America or you're working in corporate America or you you're maybe a small business owner or you work in a you know whatever uh, space that you're in, well you're going to be surrounded by people who may not share your views or values. You're going to also be asked to abide by certain policies and um, you know company standards, if you will, or company values that may be different, again, from your values. You may be asked to be in situations or, or environments that you are not comfortable with, yeah. you know? And so you're going to be placed in all kinds of situations. But at the same time, we can also make decisions mm -hmm. that are not necessarily... Um, going along with what everybody else is doing. In fact, we can, it's, it's the fine line between being in the world, but not of the world, so to speak. And so how can we allow ourselves to be in a situation where we are setting ourselves apart, mm -hmm. not in an arrogant way or a better than way, but we are just living differently mm -hmm. in the sense that we are going the extra mile yes. in the way we do things. We're being excellent. We're on time. We, 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 work, we have a strong work, work ethic. Everything that we do has a spirit of excellence, mm -hmm. an extra touch on mm -hmm. it that mm -hmm. becomes very recognizable. The energy and enthusiasm, the attitude, mm -hmm. the perspective, mm -hmm. all of those characteristics and attributes sets us apart that allows the others in our work workplace to begin to respect our values mm -hmm. because they're seeing our values of what we see as important actually being lived mm -hmm. out. And that's where we can be brighter light, yeah. saltier salt, yep. where we're actually living out our calling yeah. without wearing the big bold yeah, t-shirt right. that says, hey, I'm a Christian. You know, yeah. There's other ways around it. So I like your old T-shirt that says "Wise up to Jesus." Let <laughs> <laughs> me bring that back. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right; they're seeing such a stark difference yeah. that the light is so apparent, right? Mm -hmm. When yeah, it's contrasted with the darkness. So, yeah. wow! Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad you broke that down. Yeah, and now yeah. we'll wrap it up with the last one, Jim. Think about your growth. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, you know, if you're at the same place this time. Next year, mm. that's probably Sorry. not a good sign. So we should always be looking for ways to grow, develop, to stretch, to really just be our best, mm -hmm. achieve mm -hmm. what we're capable of achieving by being better, by being healthier, being stronger in every area of our life, being wiser. So we have to form habits that allow us to be able to benefit in those areas of growth in mm -hmm. our lives. Mm -hmm. And so if we're focusing on our growth, we're focusing on our calling, we're focusing on you know, our uh, relationships, our values, obviously our relationship with the Lord, well, guess what? Now we're building our life on a foundation that is secure, it's consistent, it's stable. Mm -hmm. And those are things as a family that can really make all the difference in the world. And our kids will pick up on that yes, as well, yes. especially as we help impart that to them. Absolutely. Well, podcast family, we've had an incredible time with Rodney and Michelle Gage discussing how to determine what is most important as a family and those five priorities 
super important. That's gold there. So we want to encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, your family, your coworkers, as we think about being salt and light. That's a great way to share the hope of Jesus with others, right? Share this podcast because it's all based in faith, rooted in faith principles. So that's a great way to do that. And we would love to hear your comments and reviews. So uh, hit up the winning family on Instagram or Facebook. You can DM us and find out more information by going to the doublewinclub.com. In fact, you have opportunity right there at the doublewinclub.com to engage the gauges in a mentoring program that they do so that you don't have to do this thing called marriage and family by yourself. What an incredible opportunity to uh, hold your hands, guys, right? You will hold their hands and walk them through the tough stuff of life so that they don't have to feel lost, right? They can feel a bit of a win under their belts. We also want to encourage you to download the six questions to shift your marriage. It's a great worksheet. This is a great discussion starter. It would be a great thing to take on a date. In fact, I think Ted and I are going to do that this weekend. We're going to download that and we're going to take it with us on a date this weekend. Uh, It'll provide some, some really cool things to shift our marriage. Even though we've been married 31 years, we can always learn something new, right? Awesome. I love yes. It. 100%. We can all be learning. Absolutely. Lifelong learners. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time.